0: Hello and welcome to the if I said it then I meant it podcast where I am now suddenly British. So this new episode is brought to you by my petty, childish and immature and unprofessional co-workers and so this is for your enjoyment and I do hope that you enjoy this episode because it is ridiculous. So... My British is now gone. I just wanted to try that. But anyways, so this is the Chronicles of Petty Office Drama. Thank you for joining me. I do see my listeners there. Thank you so much for listening to my episodes. So, this episode is constructed a little differently because I'd written a script for this just so I don't forget any events. I am able to convey my thoughts and feelings As accurately as I can and so we will start the chronicles of petty office drama since the dawn of time this has happened to me where I mind my own business and somehow I am the villain at my first job A whole group of girls were mad that I avoided or never spoke to them because they were notorious gossipers, so they made my life hell in that office, stalking my entire life, socials, and turning all my mistakes at work into historical events. I've always been kind of standoffish, mostly because I'm careful about who I trust and who I pick as friends. I prefer a small circle of ride eyes to having a huge group of friends that I cannot trust. Also, I just want to say, to start, that I think it's funny that my current colleagues are conspiring or talking shit about me right next to me as I'm writing this, and they think it affects me. I've been bullied since elementary school up until college. I guess I was put through those things so that I could be ready for the shitstorm that is my adult life. I've survived horrendous situations, so I think it's funny that they think ignoring me is going to get me to concede or something. I've learned, too, that other people's opinions are not my business. So whenever I catch myself worrying, I straighten myself out and remind myself that I know who I am, my intentions, and why I do certain things. I'm strong enough alone that I don't need to participate in the gossiping or the very frail loyalties going on in that office. I think that at this point, I've grown up so much that wherever I go, I can be independent and not need anyone by my side to survive in public spaces. I can stand on my own independently. I've become so assertive, and I'd grown up to know myself enough that people's opinions just bounce right off. And that's why I'm at peace. Years ago, this shit would have bent me in all sorts of directions. I guess people can see that I do have an intimidating air about me, how I walk, speak, my general demeanor, because people either do everything they can to befriend me, copy me, or hate on me unprovoked. I just want to cite an incident at work because I regret not doing this for my first job someone from the group of new hires approached me and was super weird she was all like let's be friends can I get your full name which weirded me out so I was frank about it and said no this is weird Petty A which you'll meet later, was so obviously jealous about this because instead of her, the new hires were curious about me. So then she came to my station overcome with a need to criticize the tiniest things. We'll explore the stuff she does later. But one thing I learned is that jealous people will find any way, any reason, any avenue to criticize you because they're that desperate to find a hole in your blanket, if that analogy makes sense. So, with regards to copying, back in high school, my ex-best friend secretly hated me because I was a better singer than her, could draw or freehand, and write full-length novels whereas she could not, and that's why she was trying to copy every aspect of me. After that, she ghosted me for a summer, replaced me with a church bitch, and snubbed me in person as if I died in a tragedy and I was a ghost wandering the school grounds. Another is a colleague in college that talked shit on me constantly because I was able to garner attention without even trying. While she had to work hard for it any chance she got. When I was starting a part-time job and I was telling my dean, she cut me off and said she did too, even though she didn't. She tried to copy other aspects of me too until it got so bad that she tried to copy how I spoke almost swallowing her tongue, trying to answer the phone whenever she said hello. In college, I was made fun of for experimenting with my makeup choices and wearing liquid lipsticks until I lost weight, glowed up, and now everyone started wearing it themselves. Then, at my current workplace, I like to sport a lot of bling. So that's flashy S925 silver moissanite engagement rings, baguette eternity bands, fine jewelry all around. All of a sudden, we'll call her Petty A, buys the cheapest knockoff ring online with a plastic gem that was blue and had no weight to it whatsoever that looked exactly like mine. She stopped wearing it though, so it must have turned green. Shortly after, three of the girls in the office started donning engagement rings. Go figure. Even though in the beginning, Petty A was like, Oh, I love vintage jewelry. Guess who stopped wearing vintage after they met me? So, you've met Petty A but i wanted to establish our whole set of characters petty b has hated me since day one so a little background on why petty b might hate me when i first applied to the company the president of the company was so impressed by my resume that she wanted to put me under her tutelage and directly put me in an administrative role and i was in direct contact with her so naturally this irked the others when they found out But I didn't know this irked Petty B to this degree, because then she started exhibiting red flags. First one was that she couldn't function on her own. She always took me aside and would force me to be around her even when I wanted to meet the others. Second red flag is the plain fact that she forced her company on me, but I didn't want to be rude so I would find ways to gently detach. Third is she'd talk about herself in an almost inspirational way. Forcing her life story on me she'd stare at me hungrily expecting validation fourth red flag is when i did detach and exhibited my bubbly side i would catch her just staring at me and mimicking how i would say things or try to make fun of me although it did not produce the desired effect my bubbly side made everyone else laugh while this just seemed to stoke her flames somewhere deep down inside also She was asking for my socials, but because my socials were a huge target by the gossip hyenas at my first job, I didn't want to share it. I only agreed to sharing socials when the entire group did so. I was like, fuck it, everyone else is doing it, so whatever. She took so much personal offense to that, which is red flag number 5. Everyone has to like her. If they didn't, she threw fits and started drama with people as if they were supposed to chase her for forgiveness. Otherwise, it was the silent treatment. In one occurrence, she had called our supervisor by his first name. Very childish, very entitled, and very presumptive. I will say though, that even though people can see through her shit, she is pretty good at manipulating and pulling people to her side. I don't know if it's through undermining herself or sucking up to them, I don't know, and I don't care to know. So, from there on out, she just seemed to make it a point to say something passive-aggressive to me every time I came in for work. One time, I came in with a large button-down shirt that wasn't ironed because it's a laid-back look that I do all the time. She comments that I was being chased by a clothes iron. I ignore it. Next. I accidentally drop a piece of hardware handed to me because I have long nails. She sees this and says, oh wow, Jaren, are you mad? Getting sick of her, I said, no, but I would tell you if I were. Responding in true Jaren fashion. Then, when we were all talking about each other's personal lives and relationships, she commented that mine, because it was long distance, was all just for flirtation and mindless lust. I don't exactly remember how I responded to this, but trust it was met with stern opposition that shut her down. She resorts to acting like the victim, saying I could not be joked with. The day after that, and yes, I was petty too, we argued about New Zealand of all things we could have possibly argued about. She said something along the lines of, who asked you? To which I responded with, are we not in the same room? It just amazes me how other people speak ill of others' personal lives and relationships when I have never done so to them. Fast forward, Petty B, who now sat next to me at work, would sometimes stare at me for minutes at a time, just listening to how I spoke with patience. Yes, it was very weird. I ignored it mostly, but yikes. Red flag number six. Red flag number seven is she was so incredibly and unnecessarily competitive, asking everyone about their numbers, their quota, how much they've done in comparison to her own. It was very weird. Other red flags presented themselves in the very beginning, when we were all mostly being oriented. She lacked manners as she ate literal cheese fries during our training in an actual boardroom. She was the only one with the audacity. Red flag 8 was that she lacked spatial awareness. Not only was she the only one eating, but how she ate sounded as though there was a porno happening right next to my head. I had to sit next to her for this. She would kick at the base of my chair or hold it down with a foot so I couldn't move, forcing me to be stern with her at times. Another example of this red flag is that during our lunch hour, she decided to nap while everyone else wanted to chat. She gets up, blows up at the fact that everyone else was noisy, but then suddenly whips her phone out to play a Justin Bieber song from the mid-2000s. Even worse, after her nap, she gets up, props her phone up against her drink, and starts TikTok dancing. To this day, she does this at random. She cannot just stand in one spot without flailing an arm or a leg about. I know, it's painful to watch. Well, all these red flags culminated into her making sure to catch all my mistakes after the training period, to put on a show and make sure everyone knew how much it inconvenienced her, even though our responsibilities at the time were pretty easily manageable. Yet she stomped around like a child, so proud of herself when she made everyone aware of my grievous error. Before this happened, she would shout while she sat next to me. Come on, brain cells, to try and humiliate me. See, at this point, I was ignoring her. I don't want drama. I am open to discourse if you want to correct a mistake with me. Come at me like an adult without a condescending tone, without derision, because I definitely do not do that to anyone else. Like I said, I mind my own business, and I'm good at it too. If I catch other people's errors, I just either tell them or just show my supervisor. I don't make sure the whole floor knows about it and I'm definitely not competitive enough to be petty like that. But then again, this is Petty B we're talking about, who after the job interview and during the exam went stomping around mad, clicking random answers on the exam because she'd gotten bored and wouldn't shut up about it the same day I found out the president had an offer for me. I spoke to my supervisor about her need to try and humiliate me and that I was going to report this to HR if she did not stop. Before this, and I don't know how she caught wind of this, but I was in a really bad place mentally, but I could hear her making jokes about suicide. Thankfully, she was moved and separated from me. Unfortunately, she was moved directly in front of me where I can hear her actually accosting her patients, utilizing rude tones and her poor communication skills, which is honestly probably why she's so hostile when she speaks to them. Yes, this is foreshadowing she also ended up sleeping with a guy colleague of ours we aren't sure but we think they may have the point is that she would get jealous whenever i was ever remotely around him or spoke to him i had a little fun with this seeing her head whip around in my direction in my peripheral vision every time i spoke to him was actually pretty entertaining petty a confirms this to me as petty b apparently told her Petty A then says, Oh, I'm sure she's jealous of me too. She just can't tell me to my face. She says this because she can't accept the fact that no one is insecure about her. They have to be because they are of me. Now that we've established Petty B, let's go straight to Petty A. I don't really have beef with Petty A. There just are small instances that I find funny. She tries to emulate me or how I speak sometimes. Though unlike me, Where there is no discernible accent, she's 70% there. So I think that's where the contention might lie. Let's assess, shall we? Now, she mostly likes to copy how I say things. Same as Petty B. Petty A, however, likes to try and copy my aesthetic as well. If you think this sounds very petty, I agree, but I still want to talk about it. Just now as I am scripting this pod episode, Petty B exclaims, Jesus! which I've never heard her use. She wants to be on my level so bad. Going back to Petty A, aside from recopying how I sound using a sultry voice, the same one I'm using to record this, when she uses it, she sounds like she's asleep. When she does voicemails, she uses the same tone that I do. And so does Petty B. I promise you, I am not imagining things. I am as bewildered as you are. So, There was one time I was talking to someone I really liked, and I shouldn't have blabbed to them, but I did. And when I was talking to her about what he and I would talk about, Pettier goes, Oh, well, when I talk to guys, they offer me tickets to go there. They do this, they do that. Even says the guy was a bum for living with his mother still. Funny thing, she still lives with her mother too. I guess I'm the only non-bum here, cause I'm the only one that's moved out in this equation. But that is honestly super rude to say. I have never said anything negative about anyone else's relationships. If anything, I try to be encouraging, cause that's the polite thing to do. But I guess not, because this girl is in an imaginary competition where she has to be better, edgier. Things don't stop here, because one look at my socials and you'll get an idea of my aesthetic. I'm girly, but am partly a guy, a writer, gamer, that plays games with guns instead of sentient pink bouncing creatures, and I like to draw myself with firearms. She happens to like Korean musical groups and is very girly. Keep that in mind, because she tries to emulate the aesthetic, but is horribly misdirected. This conversation goes like this. She says, I like guys that can make me shy. I'm like, all right, you just want a more dominant person. Then she goes up another level saying, I want a guy that can throw me up against a wall. I'm over here like, okay, okay, kinky, I get it. But the realization hit that she was trying to emulate me but misses, because then she says, I want a guy that'll point a gun to my head. If you're laughing, I get it. Because I've told this story and this exchange countless times to countless friends, and both they and I laugh too. Instead of emulating Lara Croft vibes, she wants domestic abuse vibes. To each their own, I guess. The day after this, though, she approaches me asking why I had to use teabag out on my desk. I don't know if she's never had tea before, but you would think it was obvious why. At this moment, a guy colleague was talking to me about a game he was going to let me borrow. And as she is not a gamer at all, I don't know what she thought she was intruding on. But she had to announce her presence by criticizing my beverage choices. I tell her, oh, cause I'm gonna reuse it later, and immediately turn back to guy friend. With no one paying attention to her, she makes a face and goes, uh, why would you reuse that? with a little chuckle paying attention to guy friend and not her in my head i was thinking seriously you're pressed about my tea bag usage let's also mention that i often catch her just staring at me or my hands my clothes my shoes she says that she just ends up spacing out but i don't know creepy very very creepy if you're listening to this and thinking you are way too observant yes i am Indeed, extremely observant, and I remember a lot of things. She also tries to copy how I speak or emulate how I am when I'm mad. One day, we had a little meeting with our supervisor who told me I had an error that wasn't really an error in my personal opinion, and just felt like our actual boss was just being nitpicky. Apparently, I asked leading questions and made the person I was speaking to say yes, even though my question was not how the situation turned out naturally i ranted saying something along the lines of so it's not on hold but when i ask you if it is you say yes like is you dumb with i'm sorry whoever i spoke to was a fucking idiot i was asking my supervisor who i spoke to so i can find out her name and avoid her in the future but then pettier intervenes with you can just pull it up through the id and see who you spoke to in the notes she does these gestures that look like it takes effort for her to do but in her mind it makes her look cool so she does them anyways this girl doesn't miss a beat saying like and i've never heard her say that phrase before me everybody wants to be hard around me apparently for a split second i look at her and think should i point at her and say Watch how you speak to me. Or just let it go because she's trying to sound cool because she feels overshadowed. I went with option B. We're done with petty A, not at all done with petty B. Lord knows she isn't done with me. I just hope for her sake she doesn't catch me on a day that I'm feeling extra fearless because I will end up truly humiliating somebody. But at the same time, it's like she likes the punishment. She keeps coming back for more. Even though when we all first got hired, she wouldn't shut up about how beautiful she thought I was. She even said to Pettier, Isn't she so pretty? To my face. You know what? Maybe she's secretly lesbian and hates me because I don't feel the same way. And that's why she's so pressed about me 24-7. Maybe she just wants to scissor a bitch and because she can't, the frustration is overflowing. Anyways, this portion brings us to more current times, more specifically this week. Ladies and gents, let me introduce you to Petty C. She takes the petty cake. You would think that as a mother of three children, she'd be more mature than this, but I guess not. Can you guess what this whole intense drama is about? I'll give you a second. Okay, now that you've had that second, let me tell you what all the fuss is about. The reason why Petty C now hates me so much is coffee fucking coffee why because she didn't have the wherewithal to plan ahead and think Hmm, since the pantries recently had a sporadic supply of coffee, maybe I should get my own supply so I wouldn't have to ask anyone else for one, or that when they come to collect, because my being inept also costs them the ability to stay awake and be effective at work, even though they were the only person smart enough to think ahead, so I won't have to act like a child and be the victim. But no, she didn't so you're telling me i have to sacrifice my ability to remain alert and my well-being because you were neglectful of your own and didn't think ahead i mean by golly even i had a backup plan and would bring tea bags for caffeine just in case our pantry had nothing for me if you think i'm being intense it's because i work nights maybe that's why we're all a little intense but i mean come on Are you that destitute that you couldn't buy yourself a supply and to pay me back so you didn't have to bitch at me? Okay, so here's how it happened. D-Day. Normandy. The Gulf War. I get to work, take my seat, and make myself some coffee. The decaffeinated velociraptor smells the powder and comes to prowl. She's like, oh, would you give me one? I'll pay it back. Although, with the kind of smile on her face at the time, I knew she had no plans of giving it back. She smiled with delight, knowing she duped me. I have to mention too that days leading up to this, I was the person without coffee. I had a private group chat that I'd made for our own little group. I messaged, hopeful someone would say, I have one. Here, take it. But not one person even bothered to say, oh sorry, I don't have any. I messaged again. But this time it was about a job or a patient profile. But alas, I'm still ignored. Pissed, I delete the entire group chat. This is why I do not care whether she's pissed or not. If people think they can take advantage of you, they will. So, when I found out the next day that my supervisor who also asked me for one wasn't able to replace it the next day when I was counting on it, I got mad. I turned to her, and collected it from her sternly, saying, where's my coffee? She reacted by making herself into the victim, and it told me a lot about her. Somehow she's the victim, saying, well, there's no coffee upstairs, if there was, I'd have replaced it. You could have literally bought one from a corner store, and yet you didn't. She then went around to my colleagues to make sure they all knew. Petty B was so happy about this because it's another excuse to hate on me and a chance for her to feel like she belonged. Because now, there was a common enemy. Making herself look good to Petty C, Petty B goes, Oh here, take my coffee, blah blah blah. Petty C comes stomping back with a packet of hot chocolate and coffee, thinking the extra she added on would make me feel ashamed of my right to collect a debt. But little did she know i hate chocolate so to rub it in their faces i asked everyone in the chat if someone wanted the hot chocolate because i indeed hated anything chocolate flavored so when no one answered i marched my ass off to a guy colleague and said can you take this from me i hate chocolate right in front of my supervisor who at this point knew a drama shitstorm had just begun if you think this is the end of it it is not See these people are too scared to confront me to my face like I do with them, so they do it in chat with anything they possibly can, like work mistakes. So when she saw the previous day's mistakes because now she had the job in her hand, she saw her opportunity. Next time put notes in it, so we know what happened. Thanks. I stayed professional answering her questions, telling her that my supervisor already knew about it and to carry on as normal. She pushes the issue. My supervisor steps in with the explanation. This issue was dead until Petty B was feeling like this was her time to shine. Her attention and love-deprived soul just had to step in and react with a laugh emoji at Petty C's comment. This pissed me right the fuck off, because whereas everyone else remained professional and minded their own damn business, she just had to step in, desperate for attention. The conversation that occurred is as follows. I begin with, What's so funny? You got something to say, say it to my face. She answers, it's none of your business. I can't react. I respond with, you're a literal child. She's like, don't compare me to you. I then say, you will never be me, ho. Honestly, I love that I said that. That one was on point. She was backed into a corner at this point saying, yeah, because I don't want to be a weirdo. Her comebacks were so bad that I was just enjoying myself at this point. So I say, even your insults are from grade school. Needless to say, I won. Petty C, not expecting me to be confrontational, spent the majority of that day and the day after that with the back of her chair turned to me, no doubt scared and frightened. Petty B got taught her lesson because she ghosted during the lunch hour humiliated. I might have made her cry because she didn't show up the next day. The day she disappeared, my supervisor reported the drama to a friend, gushing, saying that he was going to start using my lines as they were burns. The day after that, Petty C tried again to bury me, accusing me of stealing jobs or patient profiles, which makes no sense because there are a ton of them that I have no reason to commit theft. Petty A chimes in, saying that I apparently did it to Petty C, referring to me as sis. My account or profile just allows me to, and when I'm in a profile, no one else can get it for a long time which is my explanation that I offered professionally, saying that if it happened, it was unintentional and I was unaware of it happening. This shuts Petty C up, while Petty B was laugh-reacting to everything when she finally grew the nads to come back to work. The funny thing is, to me, things can be fixed with communication. You just gotta be forthright and approach me like an adult. How am I supposed to know what issue you've got with me unless you tell me? But I'm starting to think that they can't approach me for the simplest things because they're scared. That morning though, Petty B wanted to start with me. While I stood at my station, just as I got in, fixing my stuff around, she confronts me about a debt I apparently owed Petty C, literally during the first months we were hired, for a day drinking event that she apparently paid for and we owed her. Being me, I am unshaken, I just say, alright, but she couldn't tell me this herself? I ask. Either Petty B was deaf or shaken, she says, what? I repeat my question to which she stands up to run for friends to support her initiation of drama. She ran to Petty A as I got ready to work, but instead of support, I hear Petty A exclaim, why are you starting drama? The rest of the day went on without much excitement. I minded my business, worked as normal, unshaking, focusing on what I go to that place for, to work, not to be Miss Congeniality. I think it's important to remember that people at work are people at work. They are not meant to be friends, so remember to keep personal things to yourself, set boundaries and don't trust too much, but most of all, focus and do not let yourself be shaken. Now that has to be in the bible somewhere. Work is work, people's opinions of you, drama, incivility are all irrelevant. Stay strong and like cardi b says i just make my m's and mind my business hose be writing dick thank you so much for joining me for this funny crazy stupid childish irrelevant episode of the if i said it then i meant it podcast if there are any updates i will do my best to write everything down and make sure you know what happens but thank you so much to my listeners And I hope you have a good drama-less day.